Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown. I am one of your two hosts, Matt Koplick. And I am one of your other two hosts, John Wascavage. I'm hoping that we're filming. Uh, we're filming. Yeah, we're filming. Um, we'd like to invite Mr. Koplick to set, please. I'm hoping that we're <laughs> recording correctly because I feel like our countdown was like slightly like one, two, three. Oh, yeah, no. Thank so, God we don't work in like TV because and and like live productions because we would be that oh guy God. who would go five, four, one, two, nine, and <laughs> like Diane Sawyer would be, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I mean, truly, it it, it was jarring, and I was it was I jarring. was the one we, I was the one doing it, you know? Yeah, I was still we, like, we, what, what? I was like, what the fuck is he doing? What yeah, I, it should be noted right as we started that was probably like our third attempt to count ourselves in. So truly, yeah, it's. It's a great Wednesday afternoon, y'all. Happy Good morning, Wednesday. everyone. How how mm-hmm. how are you all doing? Pause. Wait for everyone's reaction. That's yeah. great. Good for um, you. <laughs> so happy to hear. <laughs> so happy to hear about that. Wow, you're really rocking this thing called life. Good for you, listener. How are mm-hmm. you, Matt? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, I have been busy like a little fucking bee. And like a little so bee. Like, yeah, it's like a little bee just scrambling around trying to, you know, live life to my fullest potential. Yes. Um, yeah, I've been trying to get myself some work, fitness, and hobbies. And yes. that's, a, that's a little throwback from last episode, everybody, in case you don't mm-hmm. remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, so the series that I've been developing, I've mentioned it a few times before we did a like full reading of the entire thing last week like all eight episodes and it was great but it was also really wait what oh no no i was just gonna say like how'd it go but you answered that (laughs) oh yeah i know i know thrilling banter here (laughs) happening at broadway breakdown already we really are on top of the ball um no it did it, it went really well um which is wonderful and we're moving forward with uh with that but it's just like it's stressful to like with when it comes to readings, you have to find the place, you have to coordinate the people, you have to make sure everyone ha- is on page with the scripts, and you have to get the goat, and, you have to get the sacrificial goat. Yeah, exactly. You have to I mean, finding the goat was actually the easiest part, but finding the right knife to do it with was like oh, just, that was tell that me was about it. that was tough. Yeah, because it has to go there. deep enough. 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, and then I, I was also stupidly doing double duty of reading one of the main characters and doing side-along edits, so I don't know why I did that to myself. But mm. once that was over, I was able to put all my energy into this and uh, started editing the last episode and spent all my time listening to Kelly Clarkson, and now I'm still listening to Kelly Clarkson. You know, I actually haven't finished our last episode. Don't hate me. <laughs> I I'm, I'm well, very I do hate ex- you. I'm very excited to finish it um, because I was enjoying it a lot. Um, yeah, but I tell you, you fun. just you just had you've you've had me even though I haven't listened to it. I haven't finished listening to it yet. You've had me on a Kelly Clarkson kick, a KCK, yeah, if you will, a KCK. It's listen, she is my uh, my friend Mike uh, texted me after the our episode friend went up Mike. And- Oh right, I keep forgetting that you know him too. So our I'm friend claim Mike, all of our friends. <laughs> I'm, I intend to claim all of our friends. Uh, our friend Mike, who by the way directed a nymph show again this summer, which I saw last night. Uh, oh, how was it? Yeah, be- between sea and sky, I believe it's called. Um, it was really lovely. I I did a table read of the script for him a couple, like a month or so ago, and mm-hmm. I remember reading the script, and he was like, "So, give us your thoughts," and he's like, "Be honest," and we're all kind of like, "Okay." Um, we don't know what this show's about. Like, it makes no sense. It was very, wow. like, it goes back and forth with what's real, what's not, and yada, yada. But they did a lot of work on the scripts between then and now, and it works a lot better. And he did a very lovely job with the visuals, uh, staging, the ensemble work. There was a really beautiful he always visual. Does. He does. He does a really great job. They did a really cool uh, exit with a character involving a big blue sheet that was really lovely and mm. uh, very had a lot of metaphors to it. So congrats, mm. Mike. This is all to say this isn't about him. He texted me after the last episode and he said after your jukebox musical was uh, "Don't Let the Moment Die." Was that the name uh, of the? Yes, don't let the don't moment let the moment die. die. Mike goes after that episode. Kelly Clarkson has become my breakup goddess, and I'm like, she's become my breakup goddess. She she's truly just, is. She's the voice of a breakup generation. She's. Wonderful. I want to break up. I want to break up with everyone just to listen to a Cl- Chloe Clarkson clong. A Chloe Clarkson song. A Chloe Clarkson clong. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're gonna get me in a, in a weird mood today. Um, and I actually haven't even told you about this, but you finish your story and then I'll explain to you. Uh, my why. story is finished. All I was gonna say was I'm here for your weird mood. We've updated the world on what's going on with me and my illustrious life. So let's hear about John. Where's John at? Who's she? Where's she at? She is on a journey right now. So starting to the future, we're going back to the future. Um, No, starting today, I am doing a month without coffee, alcohol, or... um, a very famous television show called Weeds, let's say. Um, I'm I'm doing three months without, yeah, without coffee, alcohol, and the TV show Weeds. Um, and, um, and so it's interesting because I have not not had coffee a day in my life since I started when I was around 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And I've slowly been weaning myself off. And I don't feel awful. I actually feel quite good. Mm-hmm. I just feel weird. Have you ever done this? Have you ever done anything yeah. like this? Yeah, I've done, I've done time off without coffee. I I don't think I've ever gone as long as three months. Uh, what I'll usually oh wait, do did is I say I three will... months? I meant a I said month. three months. Just a <laughs> month. Okay. <laughs> it begins. That's, it begins. See, this is That's what I mean. It's, gonna, it's at, like I'm, I'm. It's a weird. It's a weird time for me. My brain is. My brain feels good, but my brain just feels. 
my brain feels as if it's bobbing for apples. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, just trying it, to it, figure it, it out. Yeah. Um, I meant a month. I meant a month. <laughs> you meant a month. Okay. Well, I mean, I have gone like a week and a half without coffee. And it's more sort of just kind of like to see if I could. And yeah. to keep myself from being too uh, dependent on it. Because there, be, yes. there have been days where I get like four coffees. I'm like, that is too much. I'm going to go like three days without coffee at all. Then I do. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten myself down to about like a cup a day. Every now and then, too, depending where I'm at. But um, yeah, I feel like that's like a very healthy place to be one cup in the morning. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, I miss it. Like, it was interesting. Even today, just looking at my coffee maker at this housing, I was just, we had a moment where I, I, I we locked eyes and I just, I said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's really, it's, it's not you. It's me. I, I've, I've reached a place in our relationship where I just need a little space. And they were really, really cool about it. Um, but here's the twist. So I'm not just doing kind of like those kind of vices. Um, for may- maybe not the whole month, but for the better part of this month. Um, and actually, I haven't even announced this online, but by the time that I this airs, it will be true. I'm taking a little break from social meds. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so gonna, how am I, I supposed to I'm know gonna... what's up with you? Am I supposed to like just text you and ask? I guess that that's been the weirdest thing has been just trying to tell people that I'm closest to that. I, I, it's not because of uh, it's not because I'm you know like oh fake news oh everything's awful on social media I mean it is that's a given sure. you know yeah, like, yeah you just that, know that if, 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 I'm not giving it up because I finally reached a breaking point I reached my breaking point at 11 9 2016 you know I yeah. really I, 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 I broke then I, I'm doing it just because I've I've never done Lent, uh, you know my 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 extremely religious fi- oh my extremely religious. F- Hello, everybody. I think she needs coffee. My extremely, on. I think she does too. My extremely religious family. We we weren't Catholic, so we didn't believe in Lent. So it was like those dumb Catholics. What are they doing? Mm. Plus, we didn't have any vices to begin with, as the kind of Christians we were. You know, I I didn't have any anything no, like that. Nothing at all. And so so I I didn't want I I just kind of wanted to see what a period of my life would be like without just things that kind of cloud what I want to be doing. You know, I have a lot of writing projects that I'm currently working on and about Mm -hmm. to start. And and I just had this thought of, instead of sitting on my phone for an hour before I start writing, constantly reloading, constantly just like clicking the feed, just constantly like double tap in the feed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like Facebook masturbation. Like you just keep like clicking and clicking and clicking being like, is this gonna, is this gonna be the one? Mm -hmm. Is this gonna be the one that like makes me, uh, oh, 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 oh no, it's, it's disappointing. You know, it's, it's always, it's always that for me. And so I just kind of want to cut that out for a while and just see what's going on. Just like a little check, a little check at time with John Stephen Wiscavage. I think that's good. Yeah. Sort of, uh, Talk to John. See what he needs. What he wants. Yeah. I like yeah, that for you. I lo- to quote the great Alexis Rose, love that journey for me. Should we discuss some Broadway? I feel like we should. Broadway yeah, or of course I, I want to. That's all. That's the only thing I ever want to talk about. I mean, the only thing that truly gives me happiness. Um, True. So, 
Yeah, uh, I would like to start off with probably the biggest news, but also sort of the uh, most delayed news. And the reason why is because when this news came out, we had just recorded our last episode and we didn't really have the yes. time to record again. Yes. And to just so you to give you guys some perspective on how we feel about this, when the news came out, uh, I, I think either I texted you or you texted me. But, and, let, me check, but you're, let me check the receipts, Diane. Okay, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. But either way, John responded to this news of where was this 48 hours ago? Because that was when we last recorded. And like we could have talked about it for days. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, oh, those and, of you not in the and know. Mamma Mia. What? Wait, I'm, re- I'm rereading our texts. Oh, well, I do want to talk about Mamma it, Mia. It said, you said, because like cats, I'm directly quoting you. Because, like, Cats and Mamma Mia must be discussed. Did you see Mamma Mia 2? Did I see Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again? I did indeed. Yeah. Did you see Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again? No. Okay. So we have to talk about that, too, because I'm very excited to talk about both of these things. Okay. Well, Let, let's set let's, the scene, then. Let's start with the with the, um, with the the kitty news first. I was going to say shitty, but instead I decided to do kitty news. The kitty news. Um, um, they're making yeah. a Cats movie, y'all. They're making a Cats movie, and honestly, I'm here for it, and also questioning it at the same time. I'm, I'm here. Uh, you know, I, I guess we have to be here for it. It's 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 happening. So absurd. I haven't actually read an article about it because I can't get past a headline. I read the headline and I immediately just have to poop. You know, I I just I read the headline. Taylor Swift is starring in a movie musical, and I'm just like, oh my bowels. So I haven't actually read the article. Is it going to be them as humans, or that's a great question? No one truly knows because they (laughs) they said it is a live action movie. What that entails? Live action mean? That's a again great question. Um. I don't know. I've been to- it's I've been told live action and the and the motion sensory animation combined. So it's like I guess they're taking live footage of cats and and using CGI from motion sensors like they did in Polar Express, I guess, to create these hybrid versions of cats that include like the facial tics of like Taylor Swift as well as movement um yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like, are we just going to see an actual kitty cat doing pirouettes and then belting out memory on a on a real trash can? Is that what we're going to see? I and I, why why and, and Tom Hooper is directing it, which is strange because he was all about like gritty realism for Lemaz, and that's not cat. I hope they're all just close-ups, too. Do you remember how many close-ups were in Les Mis? I hope so it's, many close-ups. I hope it's just... We just, just see close-ups. cats' faces. Yeah. That's, well, that's all it is. I would be I would be more wildly interested in this movie if it were someone like a Baz Luhrmann or, oh. or like a Quentin Tarantino. Just someone so batshit with their yeah. visuals that you could just go, yeah, it's going to be an acid trip, but it could be so much fun. Like the Tommy movie. Have you ever seen the movie version of Tommy? No, I've never seen Tommy, period. Um, I mean, Tommy's, a, you know, is great music, and the stage show actually works really well, but uh, the movie version of Tommy, the one from the 70s with Anne-Margaret um, yeah. and Elton John and all those people, it is, it, it honestly makes no sense. The entire thing is an acid trip, and it's brilliant. And, the like, there is a scene where Anne-Margaret 
is watching Tommy win pinball on the on the TV. And mm-hmm. they're all, like, rich and famous now because he's rich and famous. And she's in this mm-hmm. giant white bedroom wearing minks and whatnot. And she gets – you've been there. And she gets super drunk and she throws her champagne bottle at the TV and it starts to vomit out uh, soap bubbles, then melted chocolate, and then baked beans. And then she, like, throws it all around the room for, like, a solid minute and a half. Uh, you know, I swear to God, if I had a nickel for how many times my – and TV just started spewing up Bush's baked beans. That's their secret. This is why you're going on your on your alcohol cleanse, though, too, this right? Is go- this is why I'm going on my cleanse because the, I, yeah, I, that 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 little monologue right there. That's my monologue. That's my journey. That's my narrative. You know exactly. I mean, I, I've been I've been going to Sharper Image or Best Buy all these years trying to find a TV that would vomit out baked beans and melted chocolate and yeah they can't do it for me but like that's kind of what I want from a Cats movie I just want something so fucking out there um it's gonna be stupid but it'll be entertaining be really I, dumb. I just don't know like what's gonna ha- what is it what is it and who are they all playing we know that Jennifer okay. Hudson's playing Grizabella but who the fuck is Taylor Swift playing I I can only hope it's old Deuteronomy because that is the only other cat's name I know. That and and Skimbleshanks and Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, Rump- <laughs> not Rumpelstiltskin. You stupid <laughs> bitch! Oh, Jesus Christ! That and Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is my oh favorite my cat from Cats. <laughs> Done. This is all to say, this is all to say that the Cats movie, I hope it's as batshit as Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Yeah. I want to hear all about your Mamma Mia's. Oh my god. Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Uh, <laughs> I made the giant mistake of seeing that movie sober. That was um, mistake well, numero why would you, uno. Yeah, like that's the thing. I'm def not going to see it now because I, I'm sober this month. So I'll, yeah, I'll no, see you, it. I'll see you gotta it. Wait till I'll September. See it later. Um, yeah. Well, I like I met up with two friends after work to see it, and I just like didn't have time to get a drink beforehand. And I'm not condoning that you know, in order to get through the day, one must drink. Although these days that's kind of true. Yeah, but for yeah, something yeah. specifically like Mamma Mia Two, Here We Go Again, which by the way I will never not say that movie's full title. Yeah, you have uh, to. Yeah. So like. <sighs> I don't know. I can understand people enjoying the movie. I what I can't understand is people saying how like much better it is than the first one. Uh, oh, because like here's the thing. That's what everyone's a, been saying. It's a it's a bad movie. Like it is <laughs> really really thank you fucking thank terrible. you for saying these words out loud. It is terrible. I mean, and you can have a fun time watching it. I totally understand that. Sure, sure. To to imply that it's even remotely well-made or concise is like baffling to me um (laughs) like the so like the first movie is stupid yeah like it totally is but and it's like not physically well-made like philida lloyd did not know how to make a movie so like like there are shot inconsistencies and lighting inconsistencies and and busy camera work like it's it's just it's a lot but it's still fun and it's and honestly it's because the stage show is you know very solidly constructed 
to the point that like it just it just flows and it works like they have all the right songs they totally understand what kind of property they are and they just sort of follow it through Mm. um the sequel like i don't (sighs) i can't rightfully say the majority of the songs that aren't from the first one are not good abba songs like i don't rightly know most of them wait say, say that again so like they use okay the sequel they use a lot of they try to do other abba songs that weren't in the first one like when i kiss the teacher right but the, but there's still a lot of repeats right that's the other no thing. they no they do do some repeats they do do uh they do do they do, they do. dancing queen again they do mama mia super again. trooper right uh no they don't do super trooper uh at least i don't oh, think that- so I thought someone said that there was like a big super trooper like um Oh right, that's in it's in the mega mix in the credits, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah. But it's not like it's not in the movie movie. Uh oh, the movie you... movie they they do they do Mamma Me again, they do Dancing Queen again, and I think they do uh I Have a Dream again. Oh um, god, why? <laughs> I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? Just like Okay, so I'll give you some 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 things. Uh Please. it does go it goes back and forth in time. They do like present day where Meryl Streep is dead. And then yeah, they do yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the day when Meryl Streep was Lily James and she like just got out of college and whatnot. Um, and there are two moments that I base I think pretty much like define the movie. Okay. One is when Lily James, like she graduates college and she tells her friends, I'm going to go on a summer adventure and I'm going to go through Europe and I'm going to make my way uh-huh. to Greece because I hear this, this beautiful island, blah, blah, blah. She gets to Paris where she meets young Colin Firth. And, like, the day that they meet, they're sitting having lunch in this French restaurant. And, which makes sense because it's Paris. And he says to her, Donna, I want you to be my first time. And she goes, Oh, "Oh, Harry, we've only just met. And he goes, Well, when you know, you know. Waterloo! Waterloo, Waterloo, Waterloo! Waterloo! And they go... Yeah, it's like full on out of Greece too. This this number because they involve the entire restaurant, and they like do recreations of Napoleon and Waterloo, and they do a visual uh, gag where they show both of their heads on French platters, uh, like being served, and <laughs> like dancing waiters. Like, That's yeah, the most yeah. overused bit ever. Yeah, and like also makes no sense. I'm just like, right. what? How, like, what does this have to do with anything? Um, like, I, again, I could totally I mean, go for I the always, whole. I always knew that song was about losing your virginity in France, but <laughs> yeah, but like at the same time, it's and it's just it's I can't I couldn't. The other thing, mm-hmm. this is that it's become my line of the summer is, uh, they also they try really hard to make Andy Garcia like a thirst trap. And yes, like he's a de- Andy Garcia. Uh, you would probably remember him as the villain in Ocean's Eleven. He's never the dude that owns it. the casino. That oh, well then let's just never have nice things then. Uh, we don't. Oh God! Those of you who do know who Andy Garcia is, he's an older actor. Um, he's been around for a while. He was. Uh, I think he was in Godfather Three. Anyway, older Italian actor or Spanish actor. Forgive me for generalizing right now, but I just don't care enough about him to really look into it. Whoa. Uh, which is that's not it's not shade. He's just like not important enough to my life. But he 
they're like vulture keeps saying that it's the summer of thirsting after andy garcia because he also did book club where he was diane keaton's romantic love interest oh and now he's in mama mia too here we go again and i'm just like i don't buy it because like he's he is playing a daddy but he's also he just like doesn't look good he he just looks kind of tired but i need to google uh, him I need to see Google this. him. I need to see the this point one. is that he's supposed so like the Amanda Zeyfried modern day plot line is that Meryl Streep's dead and uh, she's like trying to reopen the hotel in honor of Meryl Streep, which, by the way, the first photo they show of her in the hotel is a production still from the first movie. They're like, oh, Donna, we miss you. And it's full. It's a full on publicity photo from the first Mamma Mia movie. I love it's that. The one of her so- like holding the champagne. I love it's that one of her holding so a champagne much. glass like over her shoulder. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you couldn't get a single candid shot of Meryl Streep, so you stole a publicity photo from the first one. Uh, Wait, but so what? This is the person they're saying is the th- what? Yeah, Andy Garcia. You found him. I'm done. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Um. Yeah, it's f- fun times. But uh, he is supposed to be like the new general manager of the hotel that. Amanda Seyfried and Pierce Brosnan are, like, reopening in honor of Meryl Streep. And so, like, Amanda Seyfried's whole plot line is, you know, oh, no, I want everything to be perfect for the grand reopening. Plus, like, Sky, my hot husband, is in America, and we have long-distance issues. But that, like, Wait, did they gets get resolved. They, they don't say. Um, it's also, like, not clear how long it's been since the last movie. Because it's, it's been 10 years week. since the last movie came out. But then when Cher shows up, Amanda Seyfried's like... Like, you waited 25 years to finally be a grandma. I'm like, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to believe Amanda Zyfried's 25 now? Because she looks like a mother on Big Little Lies with her, like, po- oh. with her poncho and her beautiful hair. Like, she looks like a mother. Um, yes. It's it's whatever. But so Andy Garcia becomes the general manager for this hotel. And when Christine Baranski and Julie Walters come to, like, help Amanda Zyfried out with the opening of the hotel, mm-hmm. they she's like, here's our general manager, Andy Garcia. And they play this, like, hot Latin music to show that he's a hot daddy. Mm. And Christine Bransky looks at him and she goes, Be still, my beating vagina. (gasps) That and Waterloo is Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, in a nutshell. Um, Be still, my beating beating vagina. vagina. And because she's international treasure Christine Bransky, she sells it. But, like, I I sat there... With my friends, all of us totally sober, like going in really expecting this movie to just like give us the best time we wanted, and we just yeah, went. Everyone's been saying it's ah! so good. Um, I just want to applaud whatever screenwriter specifically wrote that line because congrats, you've really congrats to you. You've really taken what people writers like Virginia Woolf before you have set the have set the uh, railroad tracks so that you can just go f- full steam ahead. And, full steam um, ahead. Like, and just, and just God damn it. <laughs> say it, say it one more time. I just want to, I just want to relish in each word. So I need you to say like, here's Andy Garcia. Okay. <clears throat> so go, hi, hi, BFA. Here's Andy Garcia. <sighs> Be still my beating vagina. I, I want that embroidered on my casket. <laughs> I, want, <laughs> I want people. To, I want people to walk up, and be super sad, and be like, "Oh, John, well, wait does that does that say it's, does that I, say be still my beating vagina?" <laughs> you know, there's also 
okay, there's a song called Angel Eyes, I think. Yeah, where Julie Anal Eyes? Anal Eyes. Listen, bitch, this entire <laughs> movie could be called a- Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, hashtag Anal Eyes. Um, or Analyze This, I suppose. Um, <laughs> analyze This. <laughs> but, um, has anyone made a gay porn version of the movie Analyze This? I know, I was analyze just thinking this. that too. I, I, I want to Google it, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want to Google it, should, it. It should be a gay porno. Uh, there's they have a song called Angel Eyes where they're telling Amanda Seyfried like how men suck mm. and it's just them wandering around the hotel drinking and eating carbs and like using the Greek staff as like their playthings and Ew. it's it's so, but I know right but it it would again it's one of those things like it would be more fun if it were better filmed or better staged it's just like so sloppy and when they do do Dancing Queen again Doo-doo. it's it's dude <laughs> Oh my god! Take coffee we are away five from years me. Old, everybody. <laughs> We're five years old, everybody. Um, like the other plot point is, uh, she's like, "Oh, Amanda Seyfried's like, oh, my other dads can't make it, and so Colin Firth and Skellen Skarsgård come back, and they bring all of like, they bring all of Greece with them to come to the hotel for a big party, and they're all, and they're like, oh, look on the boats, people are coming, and they're all on the boats, and Colin Firth and Skellen Skarsgård do this like Titanic." visual joke the whole i'm flying jack thing uh-huh. and as they do that with all the boats coming in everybody just goes you can dance you can jive and i'm like what 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 at least like when meryl did it in the first one it was a call to arms to women to like be empowering and you can still have fun and be an awesome woman in this they're just like remember when you loved this song in the first one and we're all on a boat well that's that's it's... what I, that's from the very get-go that's exactly what i i figured it was gonna be like you know i i knew that yeah they, i knew that they were gonna add new songs but i also knew that they were going to reuse a lot of the songs because I that's just, like, the good I... thing about mamma mia is that mamma mia uses the best songs Yes, you know? Mamma Mia has the best songs from the catalog, and Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again, tries to have it both ways by getting lesser no. songs no, and no, songs no. from the catalog. But, like, I think because I had heard, because I legitimately heard that it was better than the first one, that it was just a better movie, I didn't, again, I did not go in expecting Shakespeare, and I went in fully understanding that I was sober and that I was going to be compromising my entertainment factor with this movie. Mm. I did expect there to be some more uh, work done to incorporate those old standards. The best one they do is uh, when Lily James, young Donna, who I have to, I will, I don't know who that is. Is you don't Lily James, bitch? Lily James, I'm looking her up. She is the she is the ingenue of our dreams. She did the Cinderella remake, uh, the one with Kate Blanchett. Whoa, uh, her also... her full name is Lily Chloe Nanette James. Come the fuck down. That gives you an idea of just how beautiful, white, and blonde she is. Well, she's brunette uh, in this photo. Oh, well, she, she's not a natural. Oh, she's, she's a year she's younger blonde. than me. She's blonde in most things I see. Uh, that's gives you another idea. She did Baby Driver, if you saw that. Um, oh, yeah, I've watched She's a girl in Baby Driver. That. Yeah, and then if you ever watched Downton Abbey, she's what I call the I cousin Oliver of Downton Abbey. Um, so like Downton Abbey, uh, they had like three daughters on the show and they were all Michelle Dockery, the Jan, and then the young one, uh, I think her name was Sybil. And when Downton Abbey exploded, the youngest one went, I'm really famous now. I think I'll go be a movie star. So she left the show. And of course that didn't happen. And they brought on Lily James as their cousin, 
whoever i forget that cousin rose maybe and they're like oh yes we we forgot that we have a young hot cousin as well to replace the young daughter uh yeah and she was annoying on the show because the character was annoying but i called her the cousin oliver of downton abbey yeah i get that good solid brady bunch ref um thank you what uh she's also doing the theater version of all All about eve next year no way wikipedia with kate blanchett I guess so. She's playing oh, Eve Harrington so at the Noel Coward good Theater. Good for her. So yeah, I will that, say that's she... applicable to what we yeah. do. <laughs> it is absolutely applicable. We're listen, bitch. Mama Mia Two. Here we go again. Has so many theater people. It's based. It's a sequel to a theater musical. Abortion. So yeah, we're oh yeah, musical. we're still in. We're still in the mold. If anyone's ch- tuning out now, they can go fuck themselves. This is all to say, Lily James is actually really wonderful in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like like legitimately good in it. Um. And it's that weird thing where I was watching her in her scenes going, I can hear how bad the dialogue is and see you be a smart actress to make it work without me feeling like you're trying to prove you're a smart actress. Mm. Does that make sense? Because a lot of times I feel like you can see actors trying to show audiences that they're smarter than the character or better than the material. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Who's amazing at that is uh, Jesse Mueller. Jesse Mueller is a prime example of that, you know? Yeah. um, Yeah, Jesse Mueller is really good at doing that, except... Uh, usually when I, when I was when I was talking about it, I meant like it's a little. I meant I sort of mean it as a criticism word to certain actors. Oh. I think Jesse Jesse Mueller does the Lily James thing in this movie, uh, which is you can see her elevating the material and showing how smart of an actor she is without calling attention yes. to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, though there are other actors where I feel like they make it a point to show like I am better than this material. I'm going to show you me working really hard. Yeah. Uh, no, what well, like what Jesse Mueller does every day on stage is what Lily James does in Mamma Mia Two. Here we go again. Into it. Um, yeah, and there's a and there's a scene where she uh, breaks up with young Pierce Brosnan because she finds out he has a fiance, and her friends are with her in this cafe, and and she's like, I can't sing today because she decides to be a club singer, and they're like, Well, sing what you feel, and she starts singing a slow tempo version of Mamma Mia, and then it. it eventually gradu- it it builds up to like a full you know foot stomping version of Mamma Mia and it works like you can kind of see it coming but you're also like this fits this works really well I was hoping for more of that rather than just like Dancing Queen Colin Firth on a boat um because then I'm just like can you like at least try can you muster the same creativity you did to write Christine Baranski the line of a lifetime be still (sighs) my beating vagina vagina. well have we found a title for have we found a title for this episode I think so. Uh, maybe would it be, be be still my beating vagina or be still Christine Baranski's beating vagina? Be still our beating vaginas. Be, oh my God, John. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Call me Stephen Sondheim. Oh, call you Daddy. Um, I also, if you do end up seeing it, I would like to hear your re- reaction to um, Meryl Streep's intro shot because she is in the movie. She's towards oh, she the end is. of the movie. She, does she has that, one she, number. She, she does actually film something new for this movie. I thought they were literally just only going to use stock footage of her previous. Y- you would you would think because like all the trailers are stock footage of her. Yeah. But um, no, she's in the she's in the mega mix at the end, and she has one number towards the end of the movie. I won't say which one, but. I just because 
I had heard when it was going to happen, but I was not prepared for how they establish her presence. And I will say I found it very, very jarring. Uh, Thank God. I was worried you were going to say you found it moving. And I was like, oh, damn it. No, it was a moment where I was like, I can tell they want me to be moved right now. But because of how it was filmed, I just couldn't. And like, God bless her and God bless Amanda Zyfried for really trying. Um, Like, they work really hard to make you try to feel something in that scene. But the way that it's shot, the way that it's placed, you just can't. Um, you're, yeah, you're so good at saying her name, Amanda Amanda Seyfried. I I have such issues with it, and so every time you say it, I just get so distracted by the fact that you're so good at saying it. Because I think actually for years I've just been calling her Amanda Siegfried because it's easier. <laughs> I I am not ashamed to say it's because I do say her name a lot because I actually think about her a lot. Uh, okay, <laughs> I I and I enjoy her as as an actress. I enjoy her presence in most movies. I was one of the few people that was supportive of her casting the Les Mis movie. Okay, uh, not not after. The I was going to say, were, were you still after? Yeah, that's that's the important I mean, thing. Yeah, no, there were very few people after the fact that I was supportive of. Uh, but when she was cast, I was like, I see why she's being cast in this movie. Yeah, um, in this specific role. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoy her, so I say her name a lot. <laughs> Seafried, 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 Seafried. Amanda Seafried. Seafried. Like a Z. Amanda Seafried. Like a Z. Like a Z. Z. Seafried. Amanda Seafried. I think I say it with an S, but like with a very soft S. Seafried. Like a half Amanda Seafried. Amanda Seafried. Amanda Seafried. It's almost the it's almost the same thing. You also say it three times in a say it three times in a row in a mirror and you'll and you'll turn into an ingenue. Finally. My time has come. Rushes to what was it that, rushes to well, mirror with my long, blow, blonde, <laughs> curly, flowing locks. Well, you you had a status the other day. Um, it was about Evan Hansen, and it's really made oh, me it was it was yesterday because it it was the uh, I, I realized yesterday the the moment when I was googling the word Stan because I've seen it so much online recently, mm-hmm. especially in the theater community. You know, I'm a this stan. I'm a this stan. And um, Annie Mientis uh, retweeted me, like, two days ago. And so mm-hmm. it's always so fun when someone who has, like, all that huge, crazy Broadway popularity, like, 80,000 followers, to see, mm-hmm. like, the, the then, like, hordes of people who then just, like, like his retweet because they just like his stuff, period. And it's all these, like, kids who... Mm-hmm. Um, and mine was a Spring Awakening tweet tweet too so you know a lot of people like the people who are retreating retweeting it or liking it were a lot of these young spring awakening kids and mm-hmm. they they all and their they all would be stan was in their name a lot it would be it would be their usernames would be something like dear evan hansen stan or spring awakening trash stan or something like that and i i mm-hmm. I, I, I i couldn't help but but ponder as i have for months maybe maybe the past year or so when i've seen it what is a stan and so i looked it up and it's just uh, it's so disappointing it's a super fan yeah that i don't know it's, why it's, it's a i think it's a combination of stalker and fan oh is that what it is it didn't say stalker I, online but that actually makes sense to me because i was trying to understand where the st came from but that makes sense yeah but yeah and so the, yeah it, it was the moment that i looked up the word stan was the moment that i realized i fully aged out of dear evan hansen you know you know yeah um that's when you really really realize just how old you are yeah. um yeah stands are a very 
uh, tricky new element to the theater community. Yeah, um, I just didn't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's why uh, I'm still very adamant that like theater is as relevant now as it has been for a long time. Like it yeah. is very much coming back with a full force because of this young community that are now interested in things like Dear Evan Hansen and Mean Girls and Spring Awakening. But because it's also so tangible, I guess, because like Broadway actors are people that you can you can see at a stage door and you can right. see them on Instagram and whatnot. They seem very relatable the lines start to get blurred with the fans yeah. um, or the stands and it gets a little uh a little scary um, yeah I've, I've, I've witnessed that as well um you know it's it's hard just because you, you try to you try to stand up for what you believe in and mm-hmm. <laughs> i hate you so much uh thank you everybody this has been our last episode ever <laughs> of broadway breakdown you heard it here i'm done we're done. Goodbye, everybody. We're, We're retired. I'm I'm going to go to a Greek island and take young Colin Firth's virginity in France. Oh, story of my life. <laughs> I wish that were the story of my life. I don't even remember which one. Is that who she ends up? Is that who her father really is, Colin Firth? I don't even remember. You, you never find out who her father really is. Wait, you uh, don't? Because... They decide to not do a paternity test. She just decides that all three of them are her father. But um, Pierce Brosnan is the one who Meryl Streep ends up with. Yes. Okay. That 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 rings a bell to me. I, I guess I always yes. just figured that, like, I don't know. Maybe I've always just fallen asleep the moment when they say they're not going to do a paternity test. Because I always just figured yeah. that they, were, they thought, oh, he must it's be It's always father. implied. It's that there's, like, a moment where she goes, I know we can find out who, you, who my father really is, but... I like it better this way. And everyone's like, me too. And then they leave it at that. It's like you invited three men to uproot their lives to see if you're their child to come to the Greece, the Greek islands. The least you could do is at least give them an answer. Exactly. Um, Amanda Seyfried. Like, Seyfried. Oh. oh, Amanda Amanda deep fried. You know, it's... Amanda deep fried. <laughs> That's me. Um, listen, Stupid. I'm done talking about Mamma Mia because if we if if we don't stop now, we'll never stop. <laughs> yeah, Mamma Mia two, here we go again. I'm pretty sure we've discussed it for like 30 minutes now. It's all fine. I'll I'll edit this shit down so it's not forever. Thank you. Um, yeah, we've literally been talking about it for what seems like since the first Mamma Mia came out. Um, yes. On a more positive note, uh, we'll wrap things up shortly, but I do want to end it on a positive note and yes. a, and literally theater related. Um, yes. I was very fortunate enough to go see the Barrow Street Theater's production of Sweeney Todd this weekend. It's so good. It is fucking amazing. Oh my god. I I wanted to see it for a while. It's it has always been rather difficult to get tickets. At least yes, I've it found has been um difficult, yeah. Yes, cuz they t- cuz tickets are expensive and I tr- I really try not to spend too much on theater tickets because I see theater a lot. I try to either get TDF tickets or Rush or Lottery or what have you or sometimes I'm, I get very fortunate and I have family who wants to take me or my editor takes me and I get to go in that respect but um, yeah getting like Sweeney Todd tickets that weren't $100 were very difficult um, so I was very fortunate that I was able to go especially if you get a pie this weekend t- especially if you get a pie ticket because you've got to get a pie ticket yeah, yeah which, which I did um, I got myself a veggie pie uh, oh, figured that was a the, safe bet the veggie pie is I think the more delicious one too they're both delicious but the veggie pie is amazing uh, you had i'm sorry did you see sweeney todd more than once no did you but, have two pies at your show well adam got a pie i got a pie 
Oh, okay, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I did not eat. I did not eat uh my cousin's pie or his wife's oh. pie, which actually sounds very. Ew! Uh, ew! Uh, why would you say that? <laughs> because they got pies. I he got a chicken pie. She got a beef pie. I got a veggie pie. Um, <laughs> they offered. They offered a taste. I said no, thank you. I offered a taste of the veggie. They said they didn't like veggie pies, and it went fantastic. More for me. Because um, the veggie pie was damn good. It was damn good. But you know what was even better than the veggie pie? The performances. Yup. Um. Yeah. Who did you see Holy as Sweeney? Shit, guys. Uh. So I'm. So I saw Tom Sesma. Semza. I don't know how you say. Oh, it. I have no idea. He. Yeah, and he. I I knew him because he was in the original production of Jerry Springer the opera. He played oh, yes. the the guy who like rouses up the crowd. I don't forget his name. And then I think the devil after that. Um, yeah. And I really enjoy his vocals on that. But you know he's he's a little older now, so his vocals are a little more rough. Mm. But still fucking amazing. And then I saw Sally and Triplet as Mrs. Lovett, uh-huh. who I was, yeah, I was like her name sounds so f- super familiar. So I looked her up after the show because you get playbills after the show. She's the original Sue Snell in the Broadway production of Carrie. And, like, holy shit. It, like, blew my mind. Yeah. Um, no, she was yeah, she's she's, really a, a wonderful. She's, I, I don't know how, to, how else to say this, guys. I've seen many live productions of Sweeney as well as the filmed production mm-hmm. with Angela Lansbury and George Hearn. This is probably my favorite live production I've seen of the show. Yeah. Um yeah. and she specifically has become my favorite love it. Um yeah. even over Angela Lansbury, Patty Lapone, Emma Thompson, just like it's whole like holy shit. Yeah. Did I love this production so much? It really the intimacy was phenomenal. Oh. The pacing of the whole thing was phenomenal. If I had like any qualms with it, I would say I I missed they do. They make some trims here and there, just because it is a. They do. It's a cast of seven. They do make, and they trims, have to double yeah. as. Yeah, they have to make cuts for some stuff, um, but like the majority of the cuts are are small. Like they, I think they cut a verse from a little priest, and they cut, they would like cut some of the Sweeney Todd ballad reprises in half, so they'd still be there. They just wouldn't be as long. Yeah, and didn't um, didn't they just didn't they cut part of the letter, or didn't they make the letter like one person? The letter is now just Sweeney and the judge, and it's spoken. It's not sung anymore. That's what I thought. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm fine with just because by that point in the show, we're so revved up to go. That, yeah, like, we want to see blood. The, I always, yeah, I always found the letter kind of stops the show and it tracks a little bit. Yeah. Um. Well, I only asked because it, um, I, I, I'm sure you remember that in my community theater high school production of Sweeney Todd, I was one of the letter soloists. Oh my god! Was your solo young for the young sailor? Probably. I don't remember. I don't even remember what I did this morning. So, <laughs> oh all, I, all I remember is that I, at one point, was said some, your honorable, honorable, just sir, but you know that kind of thing. That yeah. that's what yeah. I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. I the one thing I do love about the musicalization of the letter is how they all, either they all do it or one person literally just sings young, uh, on its own to like underline to the judge how much more desirable anthony is than he is Uh, exactly but um they do do that the only other one the only other cut that i was bummed by and i understood why they did it was uh 
second half after Joanna gets freed from the insane asylum, the ensemble comes out as the patients and they sing City on Fire, Rats in the Grass, and Lunatics Stealing yeah. at the Moon, It's the End of the World. Yes. So they cut that stuff, but uh, and they cut the... Uh, Will we be married on Sunday? That's what you promised. Married on Sunday. I know. Uh, and I did miss those. And it's, and I missed those as I well. I missed that. Yeah. yeah. It's because that's such an exciting stuff. But and they do include... And it's also the highest Joanna sings in the show. It's either a B or a B flat. And so I'm always waiting yeah. for that B. Kiss me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's... The whole the whole thing is really exciting. It's like really great like chase sequence. Yeah. Uh, but I do understand why they had to cut it because again, it's it's an ensemble of seven that everybody's doubling up as roles and they, and they really can't uh, afford uh, established to the audience yeah. exactly like who everybody is as they're trying on multiple hats. Um, so I get that, and they do they do a good job still of of showing what's going down in that scene. Um, but but overall, like the whole thing, I thought was just so brilliantly done, and it was probably the most terrified I've ever been watching Sweeney almost kill Joanna. I would say spoiler alert, but this show is like 40 years old now. So if you think it's a spoiler, go fuck yourself. Uh, and it's also like one of the most known shows in the musical theater canon. So again, go fuck yourself, buddy. Go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. No, there's that. There's this. You know what I'm talking about? The scene where Joanna's hiding. Yes. In the barbershop and he finds her. Yep. Uh, the way they do it in this production. Holy shit. Was it disturbing? Yeah. Because um, there are moments in the show where. Sondheim and Hugh Wheeler really kind of wanted to sort of sweep you up in the momentum of the action. So, like when he's a when you think he's going to slip the judge's throat, oh. and then he instead sings "Pretty Women." Yep. That that's like that's usually one big swooping moment. In this production, they literally have a moment of silence for like a full on minute where you're not quite sure what Sweeney's going to do. Yep. Uh, and it's and the same thing with with Joanna. Usually. It's this whole, it's this really hurried moment where he grabs her, she she ducks and she leaves. In this right. production, he like has her cornered behind the bar and it's just, there's no music, there's nothing. And all you just see is this girl like sobbing and he like whips out the, the blade and you see her shudder and like I, I felt violated yeah. on her behalf. It was so beautiful and brilliant. I could not get over it. Yeah. Oh my God. They, they did so many. So see it. They did Everybody... They did so many smart things in that production. Their use of like mm-hmm. their, the the very beginning, their use of utensils as instruments, mm-hmm. just brilliant. Oh, yeah. You know, it's there's absolutely oh, and, and oh and God, that's good is cut extremely too, isn't it? I, if I remember correctly, I think they uh, the only thing they cut they cut um most of Sweeney stuff in God that's good. Yeah, which, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, which I get um again because they can't really show the chair situation right so what they do for so what they actually uh, something i thought that was really funny was uh they force everybody out of the theater during intermission oh yeah because uh, they have to make some they have to make some changes to the interior um and the actors come out and chat you up and and tobias comes out and be and does the first intro and welcomes you back in yeah 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 yes and you and you see the shop and everybody sits down and they do god that's good and you know, and the cast still does the ensemble stuff. The God, that's good. Right. That is D. Um, and they still include some Sweeney stuff, but they don't include the bit about him waiting for the chair, about the chair arriving. They just show you the bit with the "I'll knock three times, mm-hmm. one, two, three to show you their process of how they're gonna dis- uh, discard of the bodies. So yeah, like it, it's not cut to smithereens. It's just um. It's trimmed a bit. Uh, yeah, th- th- this is one of those rare exceptions of a reimagining of a musical that's been in the musical theater canon, where a lot of times I feel like when you go and see these reimaginings, you 
have to have a good amount of context about the show. You have to know how it was done yeah. previously. And I feel very strongly that with this one, it stands, excuse me, it stands so well on its own. You know, you you, you would watch, if you watch this, if this is the first production of Sweeney you've ever seen, you wouldn't be missing anything at all. You would really be exactly. having, having given everything completely handed to you you know it's it's all it's mm-hmm. all still so there in the story that's what the other thing that i loved so much about it was that it was in the story of the show you know absolutely so. and it, it worked so well and to uh confirm that for you my cousin's wife had never seen anything of sweeney todd ever before she never seen the movie never saw the show never listened to it anything Uh-oh. um i mean like they're and they're like they're theater lovers they like to go see shows a lot so yeah, it's yeah. not as if they're you know randos uh, and she said, uh, she's like, the only thing was that every now and then she would miss a word here and there because it's it's a small theater and they're not really and they're not miked. So it's depending on where you're sitting every you might miss a verse here or there. But she's like, I understood all of it, like plot wise, character wise. She's like, I honestly could not imagine this on a grand stage. And I was I was like, that's that this production did its job then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's I. Yeah, it was so good. And the, the ensemble is great. It's I don't know how many people in this cast have been in it from the beginning i uh when i saw betsy morgan actually came back mm. as the bedroom woman in pirelli and she was fantastic but the rest of the ensemble like i don't know i i know it wasn't the original joanna and anthony yes but i don't know if it was the same judge or the same uh beetle but everyone in it was just like everyone was in and it was in the same production you know in the same world i definitely was managing i definitely know it wasn't the original beetle because i think the beetle you saw was probably john rapson i saw him as on okay. the gentleman's guide tour um he mm-hmm. was amazing he was the jefferson mays role he was the dice oh, wow. um oh that might that might be the same person i can't remember because the guy who's doing it now his bio also mentions yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah no that, that's who i saw as the beetle yeah and that's yeah. who you would yeah he's still doing it so, but he wasn't he wasn't yeah. the i think you were talking about like replacements and originals like he didn't yeah he didn't start he in didn't this production it. he 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 joined okay. later on um, yeah i'm, I'm not sure not if anyone's device. still left from the original yeah uh i think betsy morgan's the only one then that's and she right. can she came back uh to close out the run but even even so everyone is on the same page everyone is in the same world and bringing some really fascinating colors to their roles like i was very impressed with the actors playing anthony and joanna which are usually kind of like wet rag sort of roles like they're meant to sort of just be the young lovers it's sort of how sondheim wrote them but those two actors really found colors in those roles to make it make them come alive uh Mm. the actor playing anthony specifically i remember found a really good laugh in act two when uh, he's he finds Sweeney's like Joanna's in a madhouse and jo- and Sweeney comes up with the idea to make him a wig maker to get Joanna out and he goes I assume you know Joanna's hair color and the guy playing Anthony just looks very determined he goes yellow <laughs> and the entire time just like you stupid fuck uh, and we're like good for you buddy like that's not a line that ever has gotten a laugh once I love and that dumb was, like, pretty boys oh shit <laughs> don't oh don't we all knocks things over <laughs> That's that was a dumb pretty boy in John's closet that fell out. <laughs> so this is all to say, everybody, uh, be wary of Cats the movie. Yes. Get drunk and then see Mamma Mia two. Here we go again. Especially if you're a sixteen year old. And <laughs> uh, actually, though, do try and go see Sweeney Todd at the Barrow Street before it closes because it closes at the end of August and it is just fucking wonderful. I yes. cannot get over how wonderful yeah, it was. I love just, I love and, that production. And, and I realize like. 
how long it's been since I really loved a musical production that much. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, I think not since, uh, uh, I like probably Fun Home on Broadway or like Shuffle Along maybe that like I walked out of a theater being like I loved just about everything about that. Oh, like to such a great degree and i just i'm now officially obsessed with sally and triplet and i anything she does from now on if she it's in america i will go see you're a sally fan you are if if, if, a, I, if an actress's name is sally you're gonna love them my mom's name is sally yep, they, she's not an actress is she an actress no but well, go, fuck her but she's sally she sure is that she's, she's she is a Sally. I know. I love me a good Sally Murphy. Sal- I was watching Soap Dish the other day, and I oh. realized how much I love Sally Field. Sally Field in that movie. God. What a f- I know, right? National fucking treasure. Um, treasure. National treasure. Uh, yeah. I've, I feel like we're ending this on a good note now. What with Sweeney and Dell? I think so, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, go go do all those things Matt said. Um, every time you have a cup <laughs> of coffee over the next month, think of me and know that I am with you inside your mouth with that coffee. Oh, John, um, you're always inside my mouth. <laughs> You'll be in my mouth, no matter where no you matter are. Where you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think that's as good a cue as any to wrap this episode up, don't you? Yeah, don't be a fool. Wrap it up, y'all. Um, yes, <laughs> this has been, this has been um, such a glorious yeah. little episode. I'm, I'm so excited for life. <laughs> as... as as am I. Um, I think I know what diva I want us to close this out with. Uh, Who? If, may I be so bold? Uh, Grand Dame Christine Baranski. Oh, perfect. Does your mother know that you're out? I know she does. <laughs> she does. My mother has known that I'm out for 14 years now. Yeah. It's been a grand old time. Oh, look at you. Just so gay. So old. I'm a dancing queen. Young and sweet, holy seventeen. Oh, God. How I miss it. No, I don't. How I miss Do I? it. All right, I no. I don't, I don't miss being 17 at all. Uh, so, well, play yeah. Play us out, Miss uh, Baranski. See you guys at the next Broadway Breakdown. See you guys. This has been Joe Wiscavish. And Matt Like, bye. bye. Thanks, Christine. Take us away. Thanks, girl. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 